shouldn't I just be grateful? You know, other people have it so much worse than I do. Shouldn't I just be thankful for what I have and, and that it's not as bad as that situation or this situation? My name's Renee Swanson, and I'm your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I made a video series just a couple months ago, but then I turned to podcasting, and I'm, I'm loving podcasting. I'm having so much fun doing this. And so I want to share with you some of the video that I made. And, and so these are the audio clips from two videos that I made. One is, shouldn't I be grateful? And the other is, everything is on purpose. Everything I do, I can't do anything right. Clearly, everything that I do is on purpose to hurt his feelings. And I want to share these two with you today. They're short little videos that are turned into podcasts, but I hope you enjoy them and I hope that they help make your journey just a little bit better today. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. And here you go. My partner doesn't hit me. He doesn't yell at me. He doesn't curse. He doesn't threaten. He doesn't throw things. He doesn't cheat on me. He doesn't come home drunk all hours of the night. You know, shouldn't I just be grateful? Shouldn't I just accept where I am? Maybe this isn't abuse. Maybe the narcissism is not what's going on in my situation. My name is Renee Swanson. I'm the creator of the Covert Narcissism Group, CNG. It's an online support place for victims of covert narcissistic abuse. And, and I want to talk to you today about something that I hear over and over and over. I hear from a lot of people, but my partner doesn't yell, doesn't throw things, doesn't curse. Maybe I should just be grateful. You know, a lot of other people have, have it so much worse than me. I should just be happy for what I've got. You know, maybe he, maybe he does talk mean to me. Maybe he does, you know, talk down to me, but you know, that's okay. It could be much worse. Well, I want to, I want to talk about that today because I do hear this a lot and, and I want to say that it doesn't matter whether we're talking about if you're, if your partner is a male or if your partner is a female, I say he a lot because that was my personal situation, but your situation is different. So take that and, and put your situation into what I'm saying. So, um, you know, he doesn't hit me. He doesn't cheat on me and, and it could, it could be worse. So am I wrong to complain? Am I wrong to even think that, that this might be narcissism? You know, it kind of fits. It kind of sounds right, but it's not any of those other things. Well, I want to tell you something. The DSM-5 lists the traits that it takes to diagnose someone with narcissistic personality disorder. And they list nine traits. And I'm going to read these traits to you in just a minute, but I'm going to tell you what's not there. What's not there is hitting, yelling, cheating, threatening, drinking, you know, drug addicts, sex addicts, um, all these affairs. That is not listed in this list. So let's talk about this list real quick. I've got it right here on the computer in front of me. And so I'm going to read it to you. There's nine traits. In order for someone to be diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, they have to match at least five of those traits. So here we go. Number one, has a grandiose sense of self-importance, exaggerating their own achievements and talents, even though what they've lived doesn't show that you know, great success. Number two is preoccupied with fantasies of, of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Number three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with people who are also special or high in status. Number four, requires excessive admiration. 
Number five has a sense of entitlement, such as unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment. Number six is interpersonally exploitative. What that means is taking advantage of others to achieve his or her own needs and own ends. Number seven lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Number eight is often envious of others and believes that others are envious of him or her. Number nine shows arrogant, haughty behaviors and attitudes. Now, can hitting and cheating and yelling and cursing and all of this go along with this? Absolutely. You know, a person who feels entitled feels like they're within their parameters to hit somebody, you know, or they feel like they're within their rights to cheat on their relationship because no one else could understand, you know, they're special and they deserve special treatment. So yes, those things definitely can appear in this uh, description of a narcissist. However, they're not required. It is very possible to be treated with, with emotional abuse, verbal abuse, and psychological and mental abuse without any of the hitting, yelling, cheating, cursing, so forth. So just because you may view someone else's situation as worse, number one, does not make it worse. It, I can make arguments on both sides of this, that the more obvious abuse, while it's more damaging physically, that the, the, the less obvious abuse that is not so damaging physically is incredibly damaging psychologically. So whether somebody's situation is worse or not, I can make arguments on both sides of that. So please throw that out the window. The other thing is that just because their situation may be more physically demanding right there in front of them for their own physical safety does not take away the damage that you are suffering from a psychological perspective. I'll give you an example. Let's take a broken leg. For example, okay, you break your leg. Well, when you break your leg, you're not laying there on the ground in excruciating pain, thinking to yourself, well, in the news the other day, I saw that somebody lost their leg in a car accident. Well, their situation is worse than mine. So, you know, I'm, I might not need help. I'm, I must be okay because their situation is worse. What? That doesn't make any sense. You know, you would not deny yourself care for a broken leg just because somebody else lost their leg in a car accident. Your level of care or your type of care will be different, okay? What they need and what you need are definitely different, but it doesn't take away the fact that you are in pain, that you need help, that you need support, you need treatment. So, so take this narcissistic view, take this to the view of narcissism, and, and you've got yourself in a situation where you might not have these things going on, so you might not need to treat broken bones Okay, you might not need to run for your life for safety purposes. You might not have that going on, but you still have a broken heart. You still have those internal injuries that happen from the psychological abuse. Don't take anything away from what you are suffering. Don't compare yourself to anyone else's situation. Abuse is abuse and abuse is wrong. We should be treating each other with love and respect. There is no reason you should have to beg your partner for courtesy and compassion. This is your lifelong partner. Someone who you trust is in your, your corner. You know, someone who's on your side. And if you're having to beg them to treat you with courtesy and with respect and with compassion, then something is truly wrong. Please explore that. 
start reading and learning about covert narcissism. It is such a hidden abuse, brilliantly hidden. And it sometimes takes years and decades for a victim to get their eyes open to how and why they're feeling the way they are. Upcoming videos. I have a, the DSM traits that I just named. I am going to be doing an upcoming video on those where I take them and I describe how they show up in covert narcissism. Because it is brilliantly hidden. And a lot of people don't see it. A lot of victims live with it for years before they really truly understand why they're hurting so much. So please subscribe to my channel so that you don't miss these videos that are coming up. That one will be one of my next few that is coming. Subscribe to the channel. You won't miss it that way. Uh, also, I have a brand new Patreon account. So join my Patreon account. You'll get access to all my material and some self-paced help as it comes. Also, you get the opportunity to express to me what you want, what you're seeking, what kind of uh, advice and help you're looking for. So I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you've enjoyed this video and I'll talk to you soon. You did that on purpose. You hurt me on purpose. And you're going, I did what on purpose? What are you even talking about? I'm Renee Swanson and I'm doing a video series on covert narcissism and the symptoms, the signs, the effects, the hurt, the recovery, all of this of covert narcissism. So I'm glad you're here. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. You'll, you won't miss any of these videos. Now let's dive into this, what I was just saying. You did that on purpose. I don't know if you've ever been around little kids much. Um, I've worked with a lot of children and, and I hear this from time to time where you got this little kid who goes, she glared at me and she did it on purpose. Or, you know, they're playing dodgeball and he hit me really hard with that ball and he did it on purpose. You know, they, you know, are walking around in a room and, and he tripped me and he did it on purpose. They always have to add that they did it on purpose. Not all of them. I'm just talking about some kids. This is how a narcissist is. They did it on purpose. Nothing can be an accident. Nothing can be just a spontaneous thing that just happened in the moment. Everything is planned. Everything is calculated. Everything is on purpose. So, so with a covert narcissist, that on purpose is a personal attack. They attacked me on purpose. Now, an overt narcissist will carry some of that too. There's no doubt. Here's the difference. With a covert narcissist, they won't act out in revenge. They won't go be mean back. They'll go pout in the corner. Their tendency is to go pout in the corner. And, and they hurt my feelings and now I have to go be mopey and, and let the world sh see that I'm a victim here. They don't tend to yell and scream. They are more likely to go pout. And they wait for you to rescue them. No matter who it is that has hurt them, you are their rescuer. You, their target, are the one who is to help them, to pull them out of this despair that they're in. You know, my, my ex-husband now, but husband at the time, he told me, but I get all of my emotional validation from you. That's not fair to put all of that on one person. And I'm going to talk about that more in a, in a later video. But they, they put all of their emotional expectations on you, that victim. And, and things that, that hurt their feelings are things that should never 
hurt their feelings. You know, uh, asking him to scoot his car over in the garage hurt his feelings so bad that he had to go pout for 20 minutes in the backyard, moping around, making a visual display of his feelings being hurt. You know, asking my son to help him empty the dishwasher hurt his feelings so bad that he had to go close himself in the bedroom upstairs in the dark because he had to recover from his hurt feelings. It's things that should never hurt somebody's feelings. You know, taking our kids to Sonic on the way home from school because they asked, hey, can we go to Sonic? It was a spontaneous decision. But later when he saw the empty cups in the trash can at home, I hurt his feelings so badly because I had taken them to Sonic and that left him out. Even though he never took them to Sonic. Why don't you go do that? Why don't you go take them? You know, he never took them there or anywhere else. To them, everything is calculated. It, it's, it's the way they function. You know, you did that on purpose as an attack on me. Um, if the kids and I, you know, we decided to head to the store while he was at work. It was just a spontaneous decision. Hey, mom, I need something at the store. Can we go? Sure. So we go to the store. But that, again, hurt his feelings so bad because we left him out. Um, I remember one day the kids wanted to go swimming. It was a summer day. My husband's at work. The kids wanted to go swimming. I'm like, sure. It was late in the afternoon, so I knew he'd be coming home from work soon. And I said, sure, we can go to the pool. And I packed up his swimming suit, too. I called him, you know, I, I, on the way over to the pool. I called him and said, hey, we're headed to the swimming pool. If you want to meet us there on your way home from work, I've got your stuff with me. And why don't you come join us if you want? He was so hurt that we had gone to the swimming pool without him that he couldn't come. He had to go home and pout instead and wait for me to come rescue him from his hurt feelings because, because we had left him out, because we had consciously made that decision to wait and go swimming close to the time he would be home rather than wait for him to get home. Ridiculous. Okay, this is crazy. And and you you're just not allowed to have any spontaneity. You can't just function in life and do things and make decisions on the moment, the spur of the moment, because it's going to hurt his feelings. You know, I'm going to tie this into another video that I'm going to be releasing soon. It's not out there yet, but it's coming soon. And if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you won't miss any of these. But the next the next little piece of this is narcissists function on a hurt and rescue cycle. And, and I'm going to describe it briefly here, but I'm going to take a deeper look at it in this another video titled. It's going to be titled Hurt and Rescue Cycle of Narcissistic Abuse. So here's how that works. With an overt narcissist, the hurt and rescue cycle is I hurt you, I being the narcissist, I hurt you, and I rescue you. Okay, you're the victim, you're the target, and I hurt you by, by calling you names in public, by yelling at you, by throwing things at you, maybe even hitting you. I hurt you, and now I rescue you. I make this big deal out of rescuing you. I buy you flowers and gifts and I take you out on a fancy date and I apologize and it seems so sincere. I'll never do this again. You're the most precious person to me and, and I'm so sorry that I've hurt you and they make empty promises that they will never do it again. But to you, it feels so real, so genuine and because they are the one that hurt you, when they are the ones to come take that pain away, it feels so good. Oh my gosh, now I can release all that pain because he didn't mean to hurt me. He'll never do it again. And I can feel good inside. And it's it's a trauma bond. It creates this 
massively strong trauma bond. And again, there's more on that video in the hurt and um, the hurt and rescue cycle video that I'm going to be doing. And and the one that hurt you when they rescue you from that pain, that trauma bond is huge and it's really really strong. Well, a covert narcissist uses this cycle of hurt and rescue as well, but they do it a little differently. To them, it's you hurt me, again, me being the narcissist, you hurt me and you rescue me. So, so a covert narcissist, they're pricked by all these things that hurt them. You hurt me by, by closing the door to the bathroom. You hurt me by taking the kids to the swimming pool. You hurt me by, so they're constantly hurt. And you have to be the one to rescue them. You're the one that caused the hurt. So you have to rescue them. The trauma bond that's created is a little different. The trauma bond is I apparently hurt him. He has told me that I hurt him. He has shown me that I hurt him. And so I am now obligated to rescue him because I view myself as a good person. I view myself as a compassionate person. So therefore, I'm obligated. I have to go help him to feel better. I have to go let him know, hey, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings here. The apology is sincere. I really truly did not mean to hurt you. The promises are sincere. I I will do my best to never do that again. I won't hurt you in this way ever again. The problem is those promises are empty, not your fault. They're empty because his feelings are going to be constantly hurt by things you could never predict. You have no idea what you're going to do that's going to hurt his feeling feelings. And it's spontaneous things. It's things that just happen and and you have a a great evening going and all of a sudden the world ends and you don't even know what you did wrong. Your promises are empty, but not because you intend them to be, not because of who you are. They are empty because of who he is. Now, like I said, I'm going to do another video that's going to go further into that hurt and abuse. So I'm sorry, hurt and rescue cycle of narcissistic abuse, because there's a lot there. There's a lot we can explore and go into. So subscribe to my YouTube channel, then you won't miss any of these videos. These are short little videos. I try to keep them short and on point so that you can just find the ones you need and go from there. But don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. My name's Renee Swanson. I'm the creator of the Facebook group, Covert Narcissism Group. It's an online support group for victims of covert narcissistic abuse. So find my Facebook group, Find my YouTube channel, subscribe to it, join my Facebook group. Let's dive into this thing called covert narcissism abuse. Let's get into it so that we can learn more about it and so that we can get more help and help the world to see and to know this abuse that we're living. Have a great day. I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.